Greetings, friends and brethren in the Lord. Welcome to Voice in the Wilderness. I'm Dawn Noble of Pure Heart Ministries, and I welcome you today with exceedingly, exceedingly great joy. Today, I am going to conclude the series that I have been talking about called By the Truth. This is part three. So, Father, thank you. Thank you for this listening audience. Bless them, Father with a desire for the truth, bless them to run hard after the truth, to believe in the truth, which is Jesus Christ. Father, I thank you that you're doing a new thing in their hearts today. And I believe, Father, that you're going to really help these folks today walk in integrity, walk in truth, and not allow truth to be something standing afar off in their lives. I thank you that they will apprehend the truth and believe in the truth. In Jesus' name, amen. You see, truth should be a pillar in our life. In other words, it should be a standard we live by. Yes, God's truth should be a pillar, a standard that we live by. Remember, I said earlier that truth is rare today a truth is a rare gem why because it's so valuable truth is more valuable than gold and silver if you're a person of integrity that goes a long way and that is so rare today I am blessed and very, very fortunate to be married to a man who is just an incredible man of integrity. He speaks the truth. He lives the truth. And his word is his bond. He was taught that if he gives you his word, you can be sure he is going to hold up to the word that he has given. He is a person of integrity, and that is more valuable than gold and silver. And it is a rare gem. I talked about truth falling in the streets. Remember I shared Isaiah 59, 14, and it says, justice is turned back and righteousness stands afar off for truth has fallen in the street and equity cannot enter in other words truth there there isn't truth it's been turned back it doesn't exist justice excuse me justice doesn't exist and righteousness stands afar off it's it's not perceivable it's not touchable it's not It's so far off, so far away that nobody even understands righteousness or or lives righteousness because truth has fallen in the street and equity cannot enter. In other words, equality, justice can't enter where truth doesn't exist. I shared with you last week when I said when truth is perverted, there can be no justice. It's not possible. 
I'm going to share a lot of scriptures with you today. I want you to listen what Jeremiah, the prophet, and I'm reading out of the New King James totally today. Jeremiah, the fifth chapter, verses 26 through 31. If you have your Bible, you can certainly follow with me. And Jeremiah writes, starting with verse 26, For among my people are found wicked men. They lie in wait as one who sets snares. They set a trap. They catch men. As a cage is full of birds, so their houses are full of deceit. Therefore, they have become great and grown rich. They have grown fat. They are sleek. Yes, they surpass the deeds of the wicked. They do not plead the cause, the cause of the fatherless. Yet they prosper. And the right of the needy, they do not defend. Shall I not punish them for these things, says the Lord? Shall I not avenge myself on such a nation as this? An astonishing and horrible thing has been committed in the land. The prophets prophesy falsely, and the priests rule by their own power. And my people love to have it so. But what will you do in the end? Folks, those scriptures should shake you to your core. They should make you tremble. It is as if I'm reading in 2018 what Jeremiah wrote thousands of years ago. When he says an astonishing and horrible thing has been committed in the land, the prophets prophesy falsely and the priests rule by their own power. That's exactly, exactly what's going on. And my people love to have it so. In other words, the church, it doesn't bother the church. That's why the church is in the mess it's in. Because they love to have it so. They don't care. They're full of deceit. They've become great and grown rich. And they've grown fat. And they don't plead the cause of the fatherless. And yet they prosper. But the needy, the poor, they don't defend them. So the Lord says, shall I not punish them for these things? Shall I, shall I not avenge myself on such a nation as this? But the ultimate question that the Lord poses is this, what will you do in the end? And I believe one of the issues is what Jeremiah says in chapter 5, verses 23 through 24. And of course, Jeremiah is writing what the Lord is saying. Do you not fear me, says the Lord? Will you not tremble at my presence? Who have placed the sand as the bound of the sea by a perpetual decree that it cannot pass beyond it? 
And though its waves toss to and fro, yet they cannot prevail. Though they roar, yet they cannot pass over it. But this people has a defiant and rebellious heart. They have revolted and departed. They do not say in their heart, Let us now fear the Lord our God, who gives rain, both the former and the latter in its season. You see, I believe the root problem is no fear of the Lord. Now, if you're a believer, we should be walking in the fear of the Lord. But people who don't know Christ, they have no grid for spiritual things. They're certainly not going to walk in the fear of the Lord. But if you're a Christian and you declare that you believe in Christ, think about what the Lord says here. He says, do you not fear me? Don't you tremble at my presence? Don't you understand that I'm the one who put the sand as the boundaries of the sea? I placed the boundaries. And I made a perpetual decree that it can't go past it. In other words, you, you and I have been to the beach. You've seen the waves come in and the waves go out. They can only go so far. There is a certain place where they can't go beyond it. And even the Lord says those waves can go to and fro, but they can't prevail. They can roar, yet they can't pass over it. Folks, we're missing the fear of the Lord. When we are not concerned about the fear of the Lord, we'll do anything our flesh wants to do. So I believe that's a key. I believe that's important. Now, Isaiah, in chapter 56, verses 1 and 2, says this. He says, Thus says the Lord, Keep justice and do righteousness, for my salvation is about to come and my righteousness to be revealed. Blessed is the man who does this and the son of man who lays hold on it, who keeps from defiling the Sabbath and keeps his hand from doing any evil. You see, when we establish justice and truth as a pillar in our life, and we do righteousness, we have the blessing of the Lord. Blessed is the man who does this. And blessed is the man or woman who keeps from doing evil. It's good advice. I agree. Now, Isaiah has some more good advice. Isaiah 55 Verses 1 through 3 says, Ho, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. And you who have no money, come, buy, and eat. Yes, come, buy wine and milk, without money and without price. Why do you spend money 
for what is not bread and your wages for what does not satisfy. Listen carefully to me and eat what is good and let your soul delight itself in abundance. I'm going to read verse 32. Incline your ear and come to me. Hear and your soul shall live and I will make an everlasting covenant with you. The sure mercies of David. You see what Isaiah is saying? There's an invitation to an abundant life. And it's not going to cost you a penny. Like, why would you want to spend money for things that are not of any value? When you can come to the waters and receive everlasting life. And he says, listen carefully. The Lord is saying this. Listen carefully to me and eat what is good. Delight your soul in abundance. Why do you spend your money on things that don't satisfy you? And you say, well, what does that have to do with the truth? It has everything to do with the truth. When you're listening carefully to Christ, he is truth. You're going to eat what what is good. So here's the relationship. Truth equals justice. Truth equals blessing. Truth equals abundance. Truth equals eating what is good. So there's an advantage to truth. And there's a great disadvantage to being deceitful, as I read to you in Jeremiah. Let's keep justice. Let's do righteousness. Because we will be blessed when we do. Good advice, Isaiah. Now turn with me to Proverbs 26. And let's see what Proverbs 26.23 says here. Proverbs 26.23, fervent lips with a wicked heart are like earthenware covered with silver dross. <laughs> I like that. Fervent lips with a wicked heart are like earthenware covered with silver dross. It looks good on the surface, but underneath, not good. So you, you can have lips and words and things you say that sound good, but they're coming from a wicked heart. Mm-mm-mm. Verse 24, he who hates disguises it with his lips and lays up deceit within himself. See, when you have, when you have a hateful heart, you disguise it with your lips. You're, you're not telling the truth. You're lying through your teeth. You hate this individual. Because when you 
When it says he who hates, you're hating a person. He who hates disguises it with his lips and lays up deceit within himself. That person is deceiving themselves when they hate an individual, but they look at them and they talk sweet and they, uh, you know, cover it up, so to speak. Mm. Proverbs 26, 28, a lying tongue, person who lies, a lying tongue hates those who are crushed by it. And a flattering mouth works ruin. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Here we go. A lying tongue hates those who are crushed by it. Wow. And a flattering mouth works ruin. I don't think I need to explain that. I think that's pretty self-explanatory. Let's look at Proverbs 16, 13. Righteous lips are the delight of kings, and they love him who speaks what is right. See, doesn't that make sense? When you are speaking righteousness, when you are speaking the truth, when you're speaking the truth, you're, you are the delight of a king. And they love him who speaks what's right. See, there's a blessing. I, like I said, there's a blessing in speaking the truth. Okay. Proverbs 15.4. A wholesome tongue is a tree of life. But perverseness in it breaks the spirit. Okay, again, let's look at that. The lying tongue. A lying tongue is not a tree of life. What does a lying tongue do? A lying tongue brings death. Because it's full of deceit. A lying tongue brings destruction. But the scripture says here, a wholesome tongue, an honest tongue, when you are speaking truth, it's a tree of life. Look, when you are speaking the truth of the gospel to an individual, whether they're saved or unsaved, you are speaking life to them. It's a tree of life to them. In other words, it's something that they could, like, metaphorically, they could pick off that tree and live and be fruitful and be healthy So it's so important that we speak the truth because it goes on to say, but perverseness in your tongue will break the spirit of an individual. See, that's what lying does. It breaks the spirit of an individual. So you just have to stop lying. You have to stop lying and you have to speak the truth. All right, Proverbs twenty-three, twenty-three. Now this is a this is a gem. This is a gem of a scripture. Proverbs twenty-three, twenty-three. Buy the truth, and do not sell it. Also, wisdom and instruction and understanding. 
I've been calling this series by the truth. See, you can't purchase, you can't pay money for the truth. Because the truth is the word of God and the truth is Jesus Christ. And Isaiah told us, ho, come to the waters. You don't need money. This is free. It's free. And Solomon, who wrote Proverbs, the wisest man ever on the planet Earth, writes, buy the truth and do not sell it. He's not saying that you can go out and spend money to get the truth. No, 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 no. He's saying, this is what he's saying in essence, do everything within your ability to do it to get the truth. Go with everything in you to get the truth. Buy the truth. Spend everything you have emotionally, physically, whatever, to get the truth. Do what it takes, no matter what. But he's not talking about literally paying money for the truth. And once you get the truth, once you know Christ, once you have that, don't try and sell it. Don't try to peddle the gospel for money. Because if you do, wow, you're, you're going to reap destruction. Solomon says not only by the truth. Listen, he says by wisdom, by instruction, by understanding. In other words, go for the gusto here, not just truth. Don't just seek truth, but seek wisdom, seek instruction, seek understanding. Listen, you can't do that unless you're heart is humble pride won't let you do it pride will not let you receive instruction from another person because you'll think that you know everything and you don't need to listen to that individual pride will keep you from really receiving the wisdom of god and really receiving understanding so we need to humble ourselves i i tell you this this I've been talking about truth as a gem. This is a gem of a truth that wisdom that Solomon wrote in Proverbs 23, 23. Buy the truth and do not sell it. Mm-mm-mm. That's what I want to do. I don't know about you. I want to go to the ends of the earth. I want to do whatever it takes. I want to lay down my life if I have to to get the truth and I am not going to sell it. I'm not going to peddle that truth. I am not. I'm going to give it away. See, you you don't want to sell this for a profit. It, this is not about getting a profit. This is about giving away what God has given you. Give it freely. Freely you have been given. Freely give. Give the wisdom that God has given you. Give instruction that God has given you. Let's turn to the New Testament and look at Romans 1, chapter 1, verse 18. 
Paul writes here in in the book of Romans, he, he writes, for the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth in unrighteousness. Because what may be known of God is manifest in them, for God has shown it to them. For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seeing, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Because although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God, nor were, th- nor were thankful, but became futile in their thoughts, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Mm-mm-mm. So, unrighteous people who are living in all ungodliness, they have a real desire to suppress the truth. And they will suppress it by doing things in an unrighteous way. Goodness gracious, that's frightening. Turn to the book of Ephesians. And we're going to look at um, Ephesians 4, 15. Ephesians 4, 15. Again, Paul speaking to the church of Ephesus, he says, um, well, let's, let's look at verse 14 first. He says that we should no, should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men in the cunning craftiness of deceitful plot, plotting, but speaking the truth in love that we may grow up in all things into him who is the head Christ. Last week I was talking about that we have an obligation to speak the truth. But when we speak the truth, we want to speak the truth in love. And lastly, turn to 1 John chapter 3, verse 19. John writes, and by this, oh, he says in verse 18, my little children, let us not love in word or in tongue, but in deed and in truth. So we are to love in deed and in truth. And by this, verse 19, we know that we are of the truth and shall assure our hearts before him, before the Lord. And by this, when we love indeed and in truth, we know that we are of the truth and shall assure our hearts before him. First John 5, verse 6. Um, this is he who came by water and blood, Jesus Christ, not only by water, but by water and blood. And it is the spirit who bears witness because the spirit is truth. I said that earlier to you, but I want to conclude with 
3 John verse 3. And John writes, For I rejoice greatly when brethren came and testified of the truth that is in you just as you walk in the truth. So we've got to walk in the truth of Christ, in God's word. And John says, I like this, verse 4, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. And I believe that the Lord has no greater joy than that his children, you and I, walk in the truth. My friend, I hope this series on the truth will really um, cause you to take a good look at where you are uh, with regard to this issue about truth in your life. I pray that you do, and I hope that it blessed you. Well, this is Don Noble of Pure Heart Ministries. You can go to www.pureheart.today, listen to this podcast again for free. You can... Um, uh, bless this ministry with a financial gift by writing to Pure Heart Ministries, P.O. Box 85, P.O. Box 85, Valley Grove, West Virginia, 26060. And would you please, please continue to pray for this ministry, Voice in the Wilderness. This is so important, and I appreciate your prayers and your giving. Thank you so much. I look forward to talking to you next week. Shalom, shalom. Peace be unto you.